Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Listening to the Recovery Radio podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Glad you're with me. Whatever you're doing, I told you I'd be back. I told you I was going to try and do two a week from now on and planning on doing another one tomorrow, right after this one. So, it's 2019. I'm going to do what I say I was going to do. No more. I'm sorry. It's 2020. Now I'm going to say what Now I'm going to do what I say I was going to do. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't redo this. I don't uh, edit this at all. I just go with it. <laughs> so there it is. Yeah, it's 2020. I'm not messing around. I told you. I told you I was going to do two of those a week, and I'm going for it. Been busy since I was last on, and uh, yeah, I have some time now. I have a little bit of time tomorrow. Hope you're doing good. How's sobriety treating you? More importantly, how are you treating sobriety? How are you treating the day? Not how the day is treating you. How are you treating the day? That's how I was taught. Yeah, so. I got my uh, tea with me today. Today I'm going uh, with something called well-rested tea from Trader Joe's. Well-rested. Just feels like the right mood. Because of the excellent response from the last episode about practicing these principles at home, I'm going to talk about it a little more. Seems like people want to hear about this. Particularly, I heard from men thanking me for the subject, telling me that uh, it was good stuff to put on their radar. But in my mind, this is, you know, could apply to anyone. Talked about the notion of clocking in when, when I get home. Now, instead of clocking out, think about it. I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's a design for living, the steps. It's a design, it's a design for living that's based on spiritual principles and the practice and application of spiritual principles. And my point last time was 
if I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous and doesn't it make sense that the person I live with or the people I live with the person to whom I'm married should be the biggest benefactor of these tools that I'm using and I get it I get it that it's I mean I understand I, like I said last time I have lots of experience with doing this all wrong I have years of experience of doing this all wrong of clocking out when I get home making it about me treating newcomers better than I treat the person I'm living with or the people I'm living with being less tolerant at home more impatient at home I mean I've thought about it and the reason I do it is because I take the people I'm with the most for granted There's not another reason that I could find. Yeah, she'll be here. She's not going anywhere. She's committed. So, selfish. So, I don't want anyone to think that I'm claiming anything here. I'm not. I'm sharing with you an outlook that I have adopted that has made a big difference in my home in my in my life a big difference and I work at it always working at it in my conversations with both men and women in the fellowship something leaps out at me very often and I don't, I don't say anything because uh, it just doesn't feel like it will be helpful. And But I can say it now, but what leaps out at me a lot is I hear people talk with the belief that they're talking about their relationships and they'll talk about, you know, the, their flaws in their relationships and they'll they'll associate their character defects with their alcoholism. And they'll sound, to me, like they believe that they're kind of stuck. Just not being that good of a partner. And it sounds crazy to say. To me, it sounds crazy. What I'm saying sounds crazy. But if you've heard these earlier shows probably know that by now that I don't personally adopt that belief. You can. That's okay. But I don't think that's... I think it's real easy to confuse my assholeism with my alcoholism. and I don't feel like I have that confused anymore. And that helps. I'm bringing this up because it helps. Because I'm either into self or I'm not. And the big book calls selfish, self-seeking motives wrong. And it also says, if my thinking is clear to these things, I can employ my mental faculties with assurance because God gave me brains to use. So 
to me, that's just, that's the enemy. And I've had to dumb this all down for myself and make it that simple. And uh, I'm either into self or I'm not. And I, when, when I'm into self, I think I'm giving my wife a hard time. I, or minimally, I'm not making her life, I'm not improving her life. I'm not doing my job. That's how I feel. And that takes on so many forms. And, uh, but I've had to make it that simple. I don't want to talk about this, too. What I watch has a big impact on how I behave at home. We are generally sort of, it seems to me, obsessed with our literal diet now. But, um, gosh, I'm, I'm good friends with this therapist who calls what you watch and listen to your media diet. And uh, that's really important if I watch certain stuff I'm not as nice I'm not as hopeful about mankind I'm not as generous with how I assess and treat situations and people and when I watch things that are pure and uplifting I treat people a lot better and I behave a hell of a lot better in my own home and there are shows that make me feel worse about life and people. And there are shows that make me feel better and inspire me. And uh, that's kind of a big deal, I think. It has a big impact on me. It always has. I've noticed it for a long time. And... A lot of times over the years, I've just, you know, I remember many times just kind of rationalizing it, excusing it, not caring. But uh, the older I get, the more that, the more that matters. The more I, they say the road gets narrower, they say that. I think it's because the, the, for me, spiritual principles become more and more stark. Where they are and where they're not. So, it's kind of a big deal. And, um, just food for thought, I don't know. I'm moved to share that with you. So I am. 
grow in this way. I want to. I want to be a good. Uh, I want to set a good tone in my home, a positive tone, where it's a tone based on faith and uh, not panic. I live in the world, real world. I've, I've had all kinds of things happen. There's always all kinds of things happening. Always. There's all kinds of shit going on all the time that can potentially be stressed out over. It just doesn't stop. That's life. But um, I have noticed that when I panic, there's a lot more panic in my home. And when I don't, there's a lot less. And uh, anyways, it's tough to think about. I'm powerless over everything. I can make my wife's life a lot better and I can make it a lot harder I can make it a lot more challenging and I and I can make it a lot more wonderful so I want to grow I don't know about you I have a lot of growing to do a lot in this regard in every regard but in this regard I'll share something with you that I do. I ask my wife what her dream night looks like. Her dream day looks like. And when I'm capable of helping make that happen, I do. I really do feel like that's my job. I really do feel like it. So, there's just some more thoughts on the subject, because people wrote, and uh, there it is. That's it for the day. I did want to tell you about something, and it is that I am going to be on the Sober Gratitudes podcast and I have been interviewed. And that will run, I don't know when, but uh, you can go to SoberGratitudes.com or you can go to Instagram, Sober underscore Gratitudes underscore podcast. And uh, yeah, there's going to be an episode where I'm asked all kinds of deeply personal questions for a long time and really under the microscope. Just kidding. It's not like that at all. But we talk about sobriety and how grateful we are and it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, podcast that I welcome you to check out and uh, yeah that's it for the day I 
am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. And I hope you do the same. Good night.